When I decided to promote my gift basket business on the Food Network, I knew that I would have to create something to wow the producer, something other than the pay the content, the materials, the printed materials that I was sending them. I decided to create a teacup and saucer gift because the person who hosted the show that I wanted to be on was Robin Leach. And Robin Leach is a person who's from the United Kingdom. I figured that a teacup and saucer gift would be appropriate. I wasn't going to make any fish and chips. So I put some tea and some strawberry cookies inside of the teacup and saucer. My sister was the person who made the strawberry cookies. She was really great at that, still is. And she made the cookies in her home oven. If I was selling such a gift, having my sister make these cookies in her home oven would have been a total violation of the United States laws. What if Robin or whoever ate the cookies was allergic to butter or sugar or strawberry or anything like that? I would have had a mess of a civil lawsuit on my hands because the cookies weren't made in a proper commercial kitchen. If you make brownies and cookies and such and you want to add them to your gift baskets or perhaps a friend or a neighbor makes them and you know that people absolutely love that kind of product, then that product has to be made in a place that has controls, that has already been approved by a Department of Health or another type of department. How do you go about this? What is it about a commercial kitchen that you have to know about and seek out before you put such items in your gift baskets? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in this episode so that just in case such items that people love to eat are on your list for putting in your gift baskets, you'll know exactly how to proceed. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, The Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. I can't tell you how many times that I have spoken directly with new designers, designers in the online course, Starting Your Own Gift Basket Business, and during seminars that I have given at different trade shows, how many people have said to me that they make and bake their own items and put them in gift baskets for sale? And following that, I could just say, oh, yeah, that's great. But I do ask them, are they, where are they making the products? Do, have they searched out a commercial kitchen or another place that is associated with making products for sale that people are going to eat? And too many times I hear, oh, no, I didn't know one was needed. I, I'm not sure about it. I, I was thinking of getting into it or checking it out. And I do encourage those people. While I'm not a commercial kitchen specialist, I do know that there are laws, especially and specifically in the United States, against making products for sale and not knowing all the rules that are associated with that. As I shared with the information on going on the Food Network, 
if someone, if I had sold the cookies that my sister made in her own kitchen at home and someone had become ill from them, there would be a lot of problems with the law and a lot of information that you would have to give to the authorities and maybe the person would go to the hospital. You certainly don't need any of those problems. So knowing about making products for sale is the best way to go if you are considering putting some items that people eat into your gift basket. You may be a person who bakes products and have considered adding them to your gift baskets, but didn't know what the rules were to do so. Well, this episode will be for you, as well as those of you who know of people who have baked goods that you would love to put into your gift baskets, but you want to make sure that their baked goods are done so in a proper way. So this will help you as well. And maybe in the future, you will be baking some items that will accommodate people. You're the person who makes the best and just fill in the, the, the line there. The best cookies, cakes, pies, or whatever that go into a gift basket. Yes, cakes also go into gift baskets. So let's talk about a bit about commercial kitchens and the, just the things that you want to consider if you want to go that route. First of all, let's define what a commercial kitchen is. You may never have heard that wording, that phrase in the past. And I'm taking this definition directly from the website commercialkitchens.org. And that website says a commercial kitchen is a fully stocked preparatory kitchen created for shared use. Culinary entrepreneurs can rent by the hour or block of time in order to commercially produce food products. So a commercial kitchen is a place where, uh, where not one person will be working, but several people could be working on whatever they're making. My thought is that caterers would be there or maybe a restaurant owner would be there or someone who is considering opening a restaurant, but feeding individuals in a place outside of the commercial kitchen, but the person has to make the product somewhere in a clean environment. And that's what a commercial is considered being a clean environment. And then, then setting up the places, the tables and whatnot for people. So that is what a commercial kitchen is and how it helps those who are in any part of culinary in the culinary industry. Now you might also be a personal products maker, a person who makes soaps and candles or products in that category. And if so, you're not going to be using a commercial kitchen. There'll be some other kind of facility that you will be seeking. So I wanted to mention that as well. The personal care products do not belong in the commercial kitchen, but this might, this information might give you some ideas and some suggestions to seek out a place to make your soaps and such if that is necessary as well. The Food and Drug Administration's website online, uh, of course it's online, I said website. <laughs> Their website does have very good information for you to follow in terms of the foods and the personal care products, just to give you some more information. Years ago, a commercial kitchen was only known by being in a traditional building in any town USA or any town in the world. 
And that's still true about commercial kitchens. They can be found in many places. The first place I think of is on a college campus. But commercial kitchens can be located in so many more places. So let me give you some ideas of where you might be where you might start your search for a commercial kitchen if this is something that will help you to build your gift basket business. A commercial kitchen can also be a food truck rental because a food truck needs to have a clean environment for the products and the foods, of course, that they sell. So a food truck might be renting their space out for you to make your goods. There are senior centers as well. Those have commercial kitchens. So a senior center that may not be operating right now, at least right now because of the health crisis, they may not be operating right now, but open to you or whomever else using the facility as a commercial kitchen to make your products. There are also kitchen incubators, and those are usually part of a state department or maybe a country's health department that those kinds of kitchen incubators can be helpful again kitchen incubators could be in anywhere from a college campus to maybe a high school facility there are food innovation centers as well and that makes me also think about the college campuses but food innovation centers may be a standalone facility, just like a general and traditional commercial kitchen. You can also ask your local health department, and I think this is true whether you are in the United States or in other countries outside of the U.S., you can ask your local health department where kitchens, where commercial kitchens are located. They ought to know. They ought to have a list of where commercial kitchens can be found. Might not, but they could. I was looking online for just some other information on how to find information on commercial kitchens that may be in your area. And a place that I found in the United States was through the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. And I also found that there are other Department of Agriculture's that list in their, or really on their website, they have lists of shared commercial kitchens on their site. They, they will have a directory of where you can find the commercial kitchens. And that makes total sense for the Department of Agriculture because the Agriculture Department has to all has to do with food, chickens and cows and vegetables and all kinds of things. So every Department of Agriculture in the United States at least may not have a directory of shared commercial kitchens but it's something for you to research. And the same is true if you are in Canada or Sweden or the United Kingdom or anywhere else. Hopefully the Department of Agriculture, or maybe it's not called the Department of Agriculture, maybe your department goes by some other name. Look on their website to see if they have any clues for you to find a commercial kitchen or another kind of facility that allows you to, to bake whatever you want to add to your gift baskets. The commercial kitchens are available wherever they are for rent or for lease. And you could hear from the, the definition of a commercial kitchen that the facility is usually for shared use. 
A food truck may not be for shared use because we're talking about a tight space, but there will be a cost usually for using such a facility. And there might not be a cost. It's something, again, that you research to find out maybe there may be, there might be some way that the country that you're in picks up the tab for you to experiment and use the facilities because they are very entrepreneur focused. They want entrepreneurs to succeed. And so state or city or country taxes might pick up the tab or perhaps there may be a grant to help you out. So look not only for the commercial kitchens, but for ways to keep your costs down as your business grows. I also found some information about where commercial kitchens are through a website, pick your own, and you don't have to write this down. I'll have links in the show notes for you. Pickyourown.org. They had a laundry list of commercial kitchens in the United States, in Canada, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. I clicked on some of the links in the United States, some links to some East Coast states like New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and I did come up with some error messages, but I clicked on some other states like Texas, for instance, and I did find a list of commercial kitchens. So not every U.S. state will have facilities listed on pickyourown.org. If you don't find something, that doesn't mean that it's not available. It's just not on that particular site. I've also found that some commercial kitchens are closed due to the current health crisis. But if you plan to be legal, and I hope you do plan to be legal, making or baking items that go into your gift baskets, Finding a space to make it is going to be mandatory for you. And you'll be able to find it because of so many ways for you to find such facilities online and also through your local health department. With the rise of she sheds and converted barns and other facilities that might be on your property, might be a part of your property, I'm wondering if the your state or your country might approve you for commercial kitchen use if you had that type of oven and all kinds of refrigerators and not refrigerators but a cooling system and such in such buildings that would be on your property that's something to ask your local the local people that give approval for such places but you really do have to weigh the pros and the cons for your budget. And really there's no con. If there is a commercial kitchen in your area that you can use, perhaps the rental or maybe a grant could be of help. And I'm just mentioning grants, not knowing if they exist, but it's certainly something you'll be looking at. That that rental versus having your own facility and how much that would cost because you really have to outfit your she shed, your converted barn. Not saying that it's out of your budget, but again, it's something that you're going to use a spreadsheet or just pencil and paper to find out the the cost for having one facility versus the other. As I mentioned, I'm not an expert on commercial kitchens, but I have visited them. I'm aware of them. And I've heard just too many entrepreneurs in the gift basket world who 
are very into making their own items, just as some of us are uh, looking to get a liquor license because we want to add that into our gift baskets for our customers. And it's just, this is a, a very important topic that I didn't want to overlook and just bring to your attention in case you are making cookies, cakes, pies, anything like that, and are not doing so in the right way, especially if you are making your gift baskets for profit. Make sure that you are doing what's needed so that there are no problems, there's no backlash on your business, and you can continue to bring value to your customers through your gift baskets, as well as bringing high income into your business. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. And I thank you so much for joining me for adding baked goods to gift baskets. Next week, we'll discuss another important topic that's going to elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.